I don't even know what to call it anymore, so I'm well, just going to continue calling party. it Dev Party. Yeah. It's okay. It's Dev Party. It's Dev Party. You know what Dev Party is. We're developing, and it's, it's a party. Exactly. Right? <laughs> yeah, it's a party. Perfect. Perfect. It's when we call each other up, and we develop some film, and answer some questions submitted by listeners. That'd be you. Me? Well, no, not you, them. I'm just kidding. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you knucklehead. Uh huh. Okay. Well. Wise guy. Wise guy. Um, while we're getting ready, why don't we why don't we start off with one question, and we can get ourselves ready with that. It's a real easy one by uh, J. David Tabor. I think it's Tabor. He told me how to pronounce it, and I don't remember because I'm a horrible person. Um, he says, "How can you use the 120 spools?" afterwards he doesn't know what to do with those things that's what he says like repurpose them or reuse them well i think he means repurpose okay but i don't know i mean he might be open to any ideas i just throw mine away i wish they were recyclable but they aren't so you can you can take them into the um camera store and then what will they do with them just throw them away for me Probably. Or nice. they'll figure it out. Oh. Maybe they'll give it back to the company. <laughs> no. No. Why? No. Why not? Well, each company has their own. Different ones. Like Fuji has a very specialized one with like a little little grabber in there. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ilford or Harmon or whatever has their own. Everybody has their own. They're all different. So what? I think honestly, we should just reuse them. It's ridiculous. Well, right. He's it's asking so much of a waste. What would we? How would we repurpose them? That's a very good question. Um, I have a couple good answers for like the thirty-five millimeter uh, container, but not for one twenty. Um, but I guess I do have like one specific thing that I do and have done and are still doing occasionally. I like to keep the backing paper and uh, especially if it's like an expired roll because it's fun. I love it when there's like little hand arrows and things like that. That's just neat. And I, um, I make a zine out of it and I roll it kind of like in this it back, back in itself, like a, like a scroll and yeah. it's like a little mini zine. So that's kind of something that I do. Um, you can do all sorts of things. I'm sure uh, maybe you could melt it back down. I don't know. I don't, I um, don't know. I mean, we probably shouldn't encourage people to just melt plastic. But, you know. So, my question, Vanya, what are you developing today? I'm developing Cinestel 800. Oh, that's fun. I guess, yeah, right? and that's I'm fun. ready. <laughs> and I'm ready. Okay. Can I do it? Yeah, go for it. I'm, I've already started. <laughs> Oh, well, thanks for letting me know. <laughs> we're, doing, we're developing completely different things. Completely. I am developing Kentmere 100, and I am doing it in 510 Pyro. 
And the reason I'm doing it is I am comparing Fomapan 100, which is my normal emulsion, to Cantmere yeah. 100, which is maybe my new normal. <laughs> and I'm developing them both in various developers to see which one I like them, which which one I like best. And then There's I will... nothing really normal about you, but go on. Yeah, and then I'm going to see which one I, I like best. And maybe I'll end up, and this is my, my, my nightmare scenario, is I'll probably like one emulsion for one thing and the other emulsion for something else. And oh, yeah, it'll just... Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm, hope, I'm hoping that doesn't happen. I'm hoping that I just enjoy them equally and i can use them interchangeably but i can't they're very different emulsions so that's not gonna happen yeah <laughs> so why don't we start off with a question that that i don't think i didn't get it as a question i got it as okay someone said uh when we were talking about stop baths i and you use a water stop and a lot of people use acid stops or indicator stops which is the same thing and he says you know i just use water but you know if you really feel like, oh, you need an acid stop, just pour, just pour a cap of vinegar into your water, and that's fine. That'll give you the, that'll be, that'll be fine. And my first impression okay. was laughing because that seems ridiculous. So, Why not? because what is a cap of vinegar gonna do? Because you usually do half and half, half vinegar, half water, or sometimes okay. two parts water, one part vinegar, and so that's much more than a cap. And my thought was. That's that's nothing. That's going to make no dent whatsoever in the acidity of your water. Because what you want for a stop bath is an, a, more of an acid solution. So I got my pH meter out last night, and I got some, some water, and I got some vinegar. And because I'm, I'm, my thought was, like, this is a ridiculous idea, but this is a lab. Let's make with the science. And so I did. I measured 500 milliliters of water. And I took the pH measurement of that. And, and my water, which is a little, I guess, hard or soft. I don't know. It's not normal. Uh, it is at 8, a pH of 8, uh, okay. which is a little more basic than most people's water. Most people's water seems to be around 7. But mine okay. is 8. And that's fine. It's normal. It's right in the middle. And so then I measured the pH of vinegar, white distilled vinegar at, um, I think it's 5%. That straight from the bottle is 2.5 okay. pH. And that's just pretty acidic, you know? And it's, yeah, it too, it's too acidic to just pour into your film. You shouldn't let that much acidity... So not straight vinegar. No straight. No, you can't do that. And so then I did the, the normal, what I would normally do to make an acid stop, which is one part vinegar, one part water. And I measured that. And that is 2.8 and I'm like, well, that's really acidic because your, the, your desired pH for your stop bath is about four. Yeah. Four to five. Like those indicator stop baths, that, the chemical that, that turns color when you know that your, your stop bath is bad, that's five yeah. pH. And so you do want like something between four and five. And so half and half is 2.8. And that's like, wow, that's a little, little, little acidic there. And so I tried one part vinegar and two parts water. Mm-hmm. And it's 2.95. So it only jumped from 2.8 to 2.95 when I doubled the water. And I was like, well, that's a little shocking. 
It's yeah. a little shocking. So that made me think, well, maybe there is something to this cap thing. So I did it. I mixed up 500 milliliters of water again, and I poured out a cap, and I measured that, and that's, that's about 5 milliliters. And I put the 5 milliliters of vinegar into the 500 milliliters of water, and I got 3.8, a pH of 3.8. Shut up. Yep. Shut up. Yep. <laughs> and oh my god, blew my mind. Absolutely blew my mind, because I was literally laughing at this person, the poor person who who messaged me and said this. I'm just like, okay, buddy. And so yeah, so basically, if if you want a an acid, an acid stop, now there are acid stops you can buy that are probably better, but a cap of vinegar in your water should do the trick. Uh, I I personally don't use acid stops because of the fixers that I use. Um, yeah. One thing, another thing I tested was when I had the the the, the pH three point eight solution, which was the the capful solution. I dumped yeah. it, ran water in the in the container, and dumped it again, and then I put filled it up again with water, and I measured the pH. It was still pretty acidic. So if you're <laughs> going to use an acid stop wash an acid stop um and you don't want it to retain you know its acidity in that container wash the container really well now if you're using yeah. an acid fixer like ilford rapid fix not a problem it's actually good for your fixer to do that but if you're using something like tf4 or tf5 don't use an acid stop hmm. so just don't okay yeah and so yeah how about that the book that we, we go by, the Film Developing Cookbook, has some specific instructions for using a water stop, or what they also call a slow stop. And that is agitate for 10 seconds, then pour the water out, and then repeat it for four more cycles, which is kind of a lot. It's way more than I do. But okay. yeah, it should take about one to two minutes, depending. Um, yeah, and if, you, if you're doing tray developing for like sheets, you sh yeah. they recommend running water. Um, but yeah, if your dark room doesn't have running water, I don't know what to tell you. Hmm. I don't do sheets that way. So. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's kind of neat. Yeah, that really blew my mind that like acid is so like sticky. And so I want to put the question out there to people who, who might know, like chemists, if we have any chemists who listen and we do, what, um, why? Why does acid work that way? Or, or is it more the, like, is like the, the pH scale like algorithmic or something? Yeah. I want to know why. It's like why the acidity sticks around, even though it's such a low percentage of the, of the, yeah. the acid solution, the vinegar in the water. It doesn't make any sense to me. I'm sure it makes sense to you. So <laughs> we have two minutes before. I have two minutes before I have to use the stop, the water stop, the slow stop. So let's go with another question here. And this one All is right. a, a, a pretty simple one. It is from Ken Bertram. Eric and Vanya, I bought a shitload of Fomapam 100, 200, and 400 in 120. Yes. I can't resist pretty packaging. So hypnotizing. And I, I'm I'm not sure what he means by that because Fomapam's packaging is awful. Unless he means the retro stuff, the retro packaging. And that is pretty cool. Um, yeah. To me, the 100 and 400 are very flat. Do you have any suggestions of what would be the best developers to make them snappy? And this ah. is where I shine. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Um, that, my, that's all you. My favorite, some of my, well, most of my favorite black and white images that I've taken are on Fomapan. So mm -hmm. this is what I suggest. This is my secret to Fomapan. Two things. Yellow filter all the time. Expose at 50, and that is with the yellow filter. So you're still exposing essentially at 100, but meter for 50, yellow filter, and then I develop an F76+, plus, which is also known as FA1027. One of the things with Fomapan is that it gets very muddy on the, on the low ends. What F76+, plus does is it, it somehow, magically, chemically, <laughs> separates all of those low ends really well. So you get a lot of of dynamics from the lowest of the low from the, the black to like the medium grays so that's what i do that's what i really like it is it does tend to turn things a little grainy so but you're using 120 it shouldn't be a problem yeah. um another developer that i am experiencing experimenting with a little bit is 510 pyro i don't know if i like it for fomapan just yet but yeah, I'm, it's still in I'm the close. I'm close to liking it with Fomapan. Um, and that has almost no grain. And so you have to, well, you have so to figure out for yourself what you, what you want there. Mm -hmm. Yes, Fonda? Well, so when you, re when you said this question, I thought you said matte. Like, it, like the photo looked kind of matte. Flat. Not flat. 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 Okay. F is in Frank. Gotcha. Okay, because yes. I was like, Matt, hmm, I was like, sounds like a fixer issue. You might want to change your fixer. <laughs> no, not not Matt. Flat. Like Stanley. Pat, Matt, flat. Yes, Flat Stanley. Yes. Like, Good guy. Like, like Flat Stanley. Oh, he's, he's great. <laughs> he is great. Uh, let's do another one. Let's see. Okay. Okay, I listened to your Lint episode a while back. And I try to implement your tips to make the dust removal afterwards a little less painful. Yeah. I try to limit the amount of lint-producing stuff prior to the development and scan the roll not long after it dries, which, yeah, that's great. I also remember that... Yeah, I also remember uh, Vanya's advice on steaming the bathroom before development. I actually simply wash myself to make it less wasteful. Yeah, thank you for bathing. We do appreciate that. Dude, uh, yeah, totally. And I think I kind of even understand how it works. My question is, should uh, should develop should it develop in the steam or start developing after opening the door or wait till the steam comes out? Not sure how the science works here. I just know that developing in small steamy bathroom wouldn't be the most pleasant experience. Yeah, it definitely wouldn't. I wouldn't recommend actually developing in the steam. I would wait. So basically the water in the air is going to once it dissipates it'll drop it down to the ground so there won't be like lint floating around yeah the lint clings to the water and the water is heavier at some point and does fall yeah. to the ground so you kind of don't really want to like open a window you can open a door but you don't really want to bring in like fresh air from outside because then you're just bringing in new dusty air <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so definitely don't. I mean, it kind of, like, kind of reminds me of, like, hot yoga a little bit. We could do, like, a little, like, you hot know. Hot developing. Yeah, hot development. You, you oh, know, get your sweat man. on a little bit. <laughs> yeah, we should do that. It does not, I don't think it's going to be very healthy, though. So I'm going to just recommend no on that. 
But yeah, it basically, uh, the steam is for kind of trapping the lint and dropping it to the ground so it's not floating around, catching onto your wet negatives. Yeah. So I hope that helped. So yeah, definitely after. After. We haven't done a den, uh, a den party. <laughs> we have not done a den party, that is true. We have not. But, I mean, maybe one day I'll have a den and I can do a den party. I don't have a den. I just have a living room. But I guess yeah. technically maybe I don't have a living room and I have a den. It's, it's whatever you want it to be. I always thought like well, dens were kind of like, like, uh, like the 50s version of the man cave. Mm. Okay. Well, I thought it was more of like, these are the couches I can sit on because I'm a kid and grubby and gross. And the living room was for like when guests came over and we weren't allowed to really? sit on couches. Wait, did you have a living room you couldn't use? Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> I had a friend like that. Uh, it was awful. There was actually like a, like a like a separate sitting room. Like mm-hmm. we couldn't use the living room. We had to go into the sitting room. Yeah, so it was the den was where like the TV was and that's kind of where we were hanging out and then the living room was like a separate space where we would have Christmas or when we had company over and it was just like basically my scabby bloody knees weren't like on the couch and whatever, you know, like we had a pool at the time, so um, I was probably constantly like wet <laughs> with chlorine. I don't know. I mean, that makes sense. I'm just <laughs> picturing my mom just like, ah, not the good couches. Yeah, I wouldn't let you sit on my couch either. So I guess it makes yeah. some sense. <laughs> I had a friend, and this was when I was in like elementary school, we couldn't go into his bedroom. Like his mom wouldn't let us go into his bedroom because it was, we'd mess it up. Like, oh my that's like, gosh. That's like the one space as a kid that you're allowed to have. And he didn't no. have that. <laughs> yeah. I didn't have that either. Oh, so my mom went through everything. Everything. You're right. Um, but like your your friends were allowed to be in your bedroom though, right? With the door open. I don't mean like like boyfriends. It mean. doesn't matter. With the door open. Okay. Yeah, that was weird. That's weird. My my parents didn't. Really I care. mean, okay. Well, maybe you didn't. Have, your parents obviously weren't worried about you. I no, was I was kind a, of a bit of a, you know. I was a good I was kid. A kid. Oh yeah, no, no. I was a very trustworthy child. I mean, I was too, honestly, but um, apparently not. But I think my mom was just still on her like. I'm gonna be very strict thing and then once my my younger brother and sister came around she like mellowed out and when they got to like be teenagers i was like what the hell dude like they get to do everything this isn't fair yeah the younger the younger kids always have it easier than us older kids it's true yeah it's true so why don't we do another question real quick so george asks Will the increase in Kodak color, f- with the increase in Kodak color film, I'm thinking of moving over to the Vision 3 stuff that, this is an aside for me, that everybody and their grandma is re-rolling. Like, seriously, everybody is re-rolling Vision 3. And it's just weird, and I don't know why it, like, some people are, like, really popular because of it, and some people, nobody gives a shit. 
even though they're doing it. And it's just bizarre. It's a, one of the weirdest things I've seen happen to the film community because people have been re-rolling vision film for like decades now. And so I don't know why now it's like, it's like, Oh my God, you're re-rolling. It's just fucking weird. Okay. So anyway, that was, that wasn't his question. That was my commentary. <laughs> you are becoming a little bit of a grump, but keep going. No, 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 no. They're asking, is it better to go with the ECN2 or C41? I know ECN2 wow. is made for the sign film, but mm-hmm. what is the difference in the final negative if you use C41? So... <sighs> <laughs> I, I, I make in my living room, uh, in my spare time as a side hustle, I make C40 or no, I make, uh, I make ECN2 developer. So I am absolutely going to plug ECN2 developer. Yeah. However, I will say when Eric's thing. a small batch ECN2. I am. A, I am. From it, the it, Pacific Northwest. It is. It <laughs> I'm is really a, upset our, that you don't have like, uh, some sort of like apron and a curly mustache but we can work on honestly it. i really need to work on my marketing for now it's just me <laughs> telling you look i have this stuff it's it's good it works uh buy it um i will say this <laughs> for ecn2 film for like the, the motion picture from the vision 3 stuff i personally mm-hmm. like that in c41 better i i think okay. i'm i think i'm in the minority here yeah, but, I think you might be. Yeah, do you I do, use a filter with it? Shut up. Uh, <laughs> um, I do personally like it better in C41. That's just me. I, I hope nobody else feels that way because I do sell a kit. Um, that said, I do like every C41 emulsion with the exception of maybe Portra, maybe, better in ECN2. I think it works wonders for expired film so if you shoot expired film please use ecn2 i think it's wonderful uh if you have any any question as to do i know what i'm talking about uh look at any color picture i've taken in the past five years and you'll see and if you venture onto Flickr and you do see my folder marked diy ecn2 there's i don't know maybe a thousand photos there all taken with uh i'll take it on color film with um ECN developed in ECN2. So I'm going to recommend ECN2 because I have yeah. a stake in that. Yeah. But if I didn't, I would probably say try try them both and see what you think. But yeah. uh, if uh, you're going to if you're going to be trying the ECN2 developer, hit me up. You know, it's cheaper than any of the other ones. And you can use your own fixer. I have a fixer that you know I, I recommend, but it, it does work with any fixer. So, um, and you're supporting, um, me, which, which you're not doing if you buy it from somebody else. (laughs) Obviously it's best to do whatever is cost effective. I heard in the beginning of the question that you said with the Kodak prices, um, you're thinking about switching over to maybe like have it with, with a little bit of a cheaper budget. So when it comes to that, you kind of have to decide like, okay, Am I just going to be shooting just this stuff? Like, am I going to, or I just want to shoot one or two rolls. And then are you going to have C41 still for other stuff? And then ECN2 for the other. So I think obviously I would develop it in both 
just to see what you like the most. And then also remember that once you mix your chemicals, you basically have about a month of time to use it. So it's really important that you spend that time wisely. Maybe shoot a bunch of rolls first before you mix the chemicals. Yeah, yeah, it's all good advice. It's all good advice. I know, I know. Okay. <laughs> so you're, you're, um, develop, you're, well, you're, you shot Cinestill, which is ECN2 yes. film, and you're developing mm-hmm. that in C41. I am. That's great. Yep, <laughs> we'll see how it goes. I'll let you guys know here real soon after commercial break. After these messages, we'll be right back. The fun is back! Oh yes, Siree! It's the 2600 from Atari! It's the video system with classics galore! From Space Invaders to cars that roar! A real hip joystick controls the screen! Solaris is hot and midnight magic's mean! And one more thing, it's got a special low price! Under 50 bucks! 50 bucks? Now isn't that nice? The fun is back! Oh yes, Siree! It's the 2600 from Atari! Okay, and we're back. So, Vanya, what do you have? Do you have negatives? I do! They came out! I'm so excited! (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I have this thing with... I don't know why. I just... I'm so used to shooting very low or just like 100, 200 speed film. So anything above like like 400 and above, I'm just like... I just struggle, so I've been trying to shoot a little bit more just to kind of balance it out a little bit. I don't really light meter anymore, I kind of just like go with my intuition, so um, obviously it was very off, but this roll is looking like it's pretty good. Oh, okay. So we'll see. It's actually uh, somewhere that I went uh, this past weekend, and unfortunately, you guys, if you didn't see my story, I did not go to Policon. But I did end up doing something that had to do with uh, photography, and maybe I'll be sharing a little bit about that on the next episode. I hope so. Well, I have negatives, and uh, they look really healthy. Yay! Healthy. Yeah, healthy. Well, oh, the foam like pan. They had like their vitamin C and all this stuff. Yes, um, the foam pan looked thin, and uh, maybe mm. maybe slightly underexposed, and so my. Of course, everybody says you know shoot foam pan at fifty ISO rather than a hundred, and and I probably agree mm. with that. Uh, if you shoot it at a hundred, obviously it's it's going to be fine, but uh, I think the true the true speed is probably less than a hundred, so. Okay. These negatives for this on the Kent mirror that I just developed look, um, well, they look healthy. But to know for sure, we should probably visit the futures where we can yeah. compare and then look at yours as well. So let's okay, do that's this. Good. Oh, hey, we're here. Yeah, we're here. This is where we are. We are in the future. <laughs> I'm uh, uh I'm yeah. I'm ready. I'm ready to share my photo experience with you. Would you like to go first? Um 
I could try to go first if you would like. Um, okay. I'm, kind of, I'm uploading the picture so you can take a look-see. I uh, see. I shot Sinistel 800 on a kind of muggy um, overcast day. It did got it did get sunny um i need some work with this film i still don't think i got it i i probably should mess around with filters and all the other things but i kind of like um shooting it at night i really like doing the fun sign stuff whatever oh sure um, yeah but it was nice mm-hmm. i had um a good time uh for some reason i don't know if i rewound this wrong I, something happened and the edges got a little bit of light leak like it wasn't rewound tight enough for some reason hmm. interesting um, what did you shoot this in pentax it was the pentax six four five six seven okay yeah so still kind of getting used to the camera too. Heavy as fuck. Holy shit. Heavier than the RB? Uh ooh. I have I need to do a side-by-side comparison. Honestly, okay. I have no idea. Um, hmm, interesting. Thank you. <laughs> I guess we'll find out. Yes. Are you so, sending the I see three of them. Are you sending a fourth? Sure. Okay. So, so yeah. Um Yeah, go for it. There they are. Here they are. They're here. And they're, um, as far as the color goes, uh, I'm, I'm just scanning in other, um, it seems okay. There's a little bit of like funkiness in the sky in some of them. Um, but for the most part, they look fairly decent. Mm -hmm. I, I don't really like shooting like landscape stuff. Yeah, that's not really your forte, is it? No, not with like this type of color and scene. Um, It's just not not great. So I am going to send the last one, which I do really like because it is, of course, a little bit lower to the ground. Yeah. Um, And it does make a difference. Like it, I like it better. Um, It's beautiful. The place that I went to is called the Great Park. It's in Orange County. Okay. And there's this free hot air balloon that you can go up in. And it was really cool because I was just kind of like by these plants and I kind of bent down. I was like, oh, it almost looks like kind of like a sun or something. So did you go up in the hot air balloon? I didn't. I didn't. That seems like a missed opportunity. Mm, Yeah, it probably was. I probably should have done it. But instead, I made a zine <laughs> with okay. uh, with a bunch of four year olds. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, you know that's that's cool too, right? Yeah, there was like this arts and craft table, and it was like zine making, and I was like, uh, I want to make a zine. So, like, I went there, and there was like a bunch of kids, and I was like, give me that, <laughs> give me that magazine. <laughs> <laughs> it was great, dude. Actually, the zine's pretty good. <laughs> awesome. I'll have to see it. Uh, um, so yeah, there it was good. It was fine. I definitely think that um, the the images with more green came out much better. Okay, and um, I just need to. 
make more money so I can shoot this film more often because come on, let's, <laughs> let's, let's be real here. The maker discount isn't that much. So enough about my photos. Well, let's I'm find out whether or not Eric is into this developer. Well, okay. So what I'm doing to reiterate is that I'm comparing Fomapan 100 to Kent Mirror 100 using 510 Pyro as the developer. Both of these were shot through the Mamiya RB67 at the same time, essentially. I would just swap out film backs. So gotcha. these are identical locations. And since they are both 100 speed film, identical uh, settings on the camera. Mm -hmm. uh, these were all taken in two cemeteries. The uh, You can see sometimes I missed focus and sometimes I didn't. So that shouldn't be taken into account, obviously. <laughs> uh, nothing to do with the development. Nothing, nothing to do at all with what I was what I was to, doing. But they were within, you know, a minute of each other. Wow. So, you know, I don't think there were any cases where the sun, because it was pretty overcast, but there was some sun here and there. I don't think there were any cases where um, I, the, the light changed at all. So. Hmm. Interesting. Wow. Like, I mean, I definitely see the differences for sure. I I do in some, and I and and in, in others I don't. It's it's. Which one do you not see it in? I do not see it so much in the last one. Well, the last one is is okay. The difference I'm seeing is this, and it's just weird. I'm I'm seeing that the Kent mirror, which is on the right. Okay. Has more contrast than Fomapan. Mm-hmm. Not yes. a lot more. And it is something okay. you can tamp down and post if that's the problem. I okay. think for the most part, I could probably get these if I really, really tried. I could get these to look basically identical. Yeah, but you would have to be manipulating it. That's not I well, mean I'm gonna be manipulating it one way or the other. Yeah. But looking at like a the close up of the first one, I I like the Foma pan one on the left better. There is, it is flatter, technically. Yeah, yeah. But I like the way that I don't know if it's the emulsion or the emulsion and developer combo handles the grays, which is something I usually don't say about Foma pan. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't usually praise Foma pan's handling of the middle gray. Um. I love the second one, the Dorothea K. Erickson grave. I loved this scene. And there's a few things I wish I could have done a little differently. I like the way that the Foma Pan handled it, but there's something about the sharpness in the leaves that I mm -hmm. like about the Kent mirror. Yeah. Um, they're not interchangeable. I also love how I missed focus with the Kent Mirror one. Like totally blew it. I'm not sure how that happened. Yeah, it's it, it's like, wait, is that just the development or is that? Nope, that is 100% me missing focus. The, the Foma Pan, I did hit focus for the most part, but I think it was just, I had to set the camera down and I think I bumped it a little bit. The original RB67 doesn't have a focus lock on it. And so if I were to get like the Pro, I think it's called or the Pro S, whatever. Mm -hmm. And one of them has focus lock on it. And that would come in pretty handy, actually. Yeah. 
Um, looking at the grain, you know, when you're developing with 510 Pyro, you don't really have grain. Mm -hmm. Grain isn't really an issue. Mm -hmm. So the mother one, it's almost like Kentmere has like brighter highlights. Like it really runs with the highlights. Yeah, it does. And Fomapan kind of chops off the highlights. Yeah, I would say more of like an even base. Yeah. Um, maybe better for, for printing, honestly. It, it could be. And not the one, these were like, these were pretty thin negatives, uh, which is another thing. I think, I think this, these are probably a stop apart. Mm, okay. um, in post, I, I did, you know, I, I changed it a little bit because that's what you would do in the darkroom. Mm -hmm. And I made it look like a normal photo, but I really do think I should shoot from a pan at 50 and Kentmere at 100. Okay. Um, that would be my, my suggestion. I do like how sharp everything is with the Kentmere though. It's a very sharp emulsion. Yeah. Um, I remember, mm -hmm. um, when I was shooting it, you know, a couple years ago in the Nikonos, I was so impressed with the shots I was getting, um, you know, and just with all the moving parts and stuff, mm -hmm. it's, it was very nice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and looking at the last one, one thing I like about all of these is that it really shows off the Mamiya lens. Yeah. These were all shot at F3.8 or at F5.6. Mostly these are 3.8 though. And so okay. you really get, you get to see how, how unforgiving of a lens it is at that yeah. at that aperture you yeah. you need to nail focus or you get nothing <laughs> yes you do and but when you but what's what little is in the last photo where it's just like the the hairy tombstone with all the moss on it you get to see exactly where the focus lies and how how little of the folk have a little of the fo photo is actually in focus mm -hmm. um and the, they're both you know roughly the same focus in in both the pictures eh, Actually, I, I missed it. It, it. it did move a little bit. That could just be me moving just the camera a little bit. But there's not a ton of difference in this, in the last photo. I mean. There isn't. Um, it, it's it, the focus that is. Yeah. Now looking at the, the last photo shows grain more than any of the other ones do. Yeah. And with the Fomapan on the left, there is noticeable noise mm -hmm. in the upper right corner and actually in the upper above the tombstone and over across the whole thing. And, and the Kentmere, that noise isn't there. And I, mm -hmm. I'm calling it noise because it, it looks more digital <laughs> than grain, mm -hmm. but I think it's grain. I'm pretty sure it's grain. Well, so that's a tighter shot. There's less light coming in through the, the glass as well. You can tell like yeah. the other ones are kind of panned back a little bit. This one's a little bit more like of a, tighter um yeah and lower to the it seems lower to the ground as well yeah I, I think oh yeah i'm laying on the ground with this one um i don't know my whole point was okay which one do i like better yeah i think i'm leaning towards foma pan but <laughs> it's only because kentmere i feel like you can blow out the highlights too easy with kentmere yeah okay but you know that just means i need to be more careful with my, yeah. with my exposure, yeah. but you know, I'm getting, you, you get, um, a more of a range of tones with, with Kentmere. 
Yeah. But with Fomapan, at least with this developer, you do get, um, I think I think a wider array towards the bottom, and that's usually not something you would get with Fomapan. Gotcha. So that's a big plus in my question for like, is 510 the best developer for Fomapan? Mm -hmm. um, I'm thinking it's probably going to end up being second best, but okay. where it's really going to be able, where I'm really going to be able to tell is how it handles grass. Because yeah. what I shoot with Fomapan is often grasses, and I love how F76 Plus handles that with Fomapan. Yeah. And so mm -hmm. if, if 510 Pyro handles that in a, in a roughly similar way, this could be a good developer for it. Mm. Um, and, and with the Kent Mirror, I'm going to be interested to see how it handles grasses. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I don't really have any photos that have grass in them so much. This was a cemetery that had a lot of vines. But uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll see, we'll see. And for our Patreons, of course, I'll have all 10, I guess 20 photos up for you to look at. Nice, cool. Some of them are pretty bad, but they're all, you can all, you know, and they'll be the full size ones, you know, so you'll you'll be able to really dig in there and, and see if there's any grain. Yeah. It's one of the nice. perks, I guess, of being a Patreon supporter. <laughs> Yeah, I suppose. Uh, it, yeah. I love your photo. No, it's great. It's it's always nice to see the entire role. It, I think it's, so. Yeah, I really. You do. know, even with super famous, amazing photographers that take that stunning shot, I love to see yeah the contact sheet. It's yeah. great. Yeah, it's, it's not. It it kind of takes away a little bit of that. Um perfection yeah and it, that's nice it makes it real to us because we see like one photo from mm -hmm. that role i mean like oh this is the, this is the magic photo this is amazing and you kind of forget that it came from a camera i mean you know but you kind of like it's yeah. the photo for something like uh, like like with the uh the contact high book i, I recognize a lot of those photos as, oh this is the album cover and so yeah. it's not even like a photo it's like this is the album cover Mm -hmm. And then when you see that photo in context with the rest of the role, it becomes like, oh, you you can see what else happened that, you know, in that in the several minutes before or after or even an hour or the day that that album yeah. cover was taken. And so it, it makes it more real to us as photographers. And I think mm -hmm. that's that's pretty cool. It is. Yes. So I guess we should send this back to the past. Let's do it. Okay. <laughs> Right, you guys. Well, uh, thank you so much, future Eric and Vanya. It's mm -hmm. always fun to try to think of something witty to say, but I'm just gonna let this one go for now. That's right. Who needs jokes? I'm excited. You can just ramble on. I'm excited <laughs> just, too. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited because I want to eat. <laughs> okay. I'm excited for that food. I'm, I'm trying out new emulsions. And yeah, no, it is. That is exciting. Yeah, mm -hmm. and my suspicion that that these are just identical to uh, Ultrafine Extreme, <laughs> I'm I'm almost like ninety nine percent sure about that. So, oh neat. Maybe not even new to me, but still, welcome back. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Speaking of new emulsions, um, I picked up a couple rolls of something uh, today, so I'll be 
feeding some cameras and shooting um, a new color emulsion. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. Wow. We will wait for that. Maybe the next dev party you'll have to, uh, you'll have to develop those. Yeah. Okay, so that's three weeks from now. Next week is our main episode, and we've got two guests for the main episode, and we'll be talking about a photographer named Esther Bubbly, and I'm very excited about that. Uh, until then, get your questions in for Dev Party. That's like any questions, maybe developing, film, life. If you need, if you need life advice, we are two of the people that you should probably not ask. But yeah, you know definitely what? not that. Maybe you should anyway. Maybe maybe that's maybe flip that around. Give it a shot. Ask us life advice. I guess. Yeah, I don't know. But don't look at what my life is right now. Not, you don't want advice from me. Actually, maybe you do want advice from me. Don't get married. <laughs> <laughs> and, but honestly, I think any person that's married would tell you that. So it's not really anything new. But anyways, you guys, thank you so much for tuning in to Dev Party. It's so nice to be back developing something um it's been a while so i'm i don't know feeling really good i'm happy i've been shooting a little bit and uh yeah just ready for more so see you guys soon or next week actually and next we week you. every week we're here for the past yep. three and a half years so yep. we'll see you then we love you <laughs> bye-bye bye-bye now bye-bye everything